Good morning once again. If I haven't met you yet, my name is Ben. I'm the pastor here at New City. And uh, once a year this time, I have a shorter sermon than normal. And all God's people said, come, come on, come on. Um, let's see. I want to take uh, a couple minutes this morning and walk through a, a story from Scripture, a story in particular about Jesus and who he is, um, and, and allow this to uh, massage our hearts as we think about the, the call and the reality and the necessity of giving thanks. Um, I don't know what uh, praises you walked in with this morning or maybe what problems you walked in with this morning, but I do know that the solution is to focus our eyes in on Jesus. And so we're going to look to him this morning. If you have a Bible, uh, go ahead and open up to Luke chapter 17, the Gospel of Luke. We're going to read a very short story that the Gospel of Luke gives us, verses 11 to 19 here this morning. It'll be up on the screen behind me as well. Luke 17, 11 through 19. Hear God's word this morning. On the way to Jerusalem, he, that is Jesus, was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by 10 lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices saying, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, Were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Jesus said to this man now healed, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we thank you. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you for your word. And we do enter your courts with praise, with thanksgiving in our hearts and on our lips this morning for all that you have done, whether we find ourselves in the storm or after the storm or seeing one ahead of us, Lord, we give you all the praise and the glory this morning. Tune our hearts to you, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Three quick observations that will lead us to application about thankfulness here in this passage this morning. First observation, number one is this. Jesus heals all 10 lepers. We see this in verses 11 through 14. Uh, you should know if you don't know about leprosy, leprosy is a terrible, terrible disease uh, and sickness. It is one that essentially destroys, destroys your nervous system function. And so very, very horrible pain eventually gives way to not feeling anything. The primary issue is that you lose sensation, particularly in your extremities, and so you cannot feel any longer when you are hurting yourself, and you can imagine the long-term implication of this. And so you begin to lose skin, uh, you lose your nose, you lose fingers, you lose toes, even whole arms and legs uh, over the long haul of this terrible disease. 
it was incredibly contagious. And so lepers had to live alone in leper colonies, completely cut off from society. And if they were out and about, they had to yell out ahead the phrase, unclean, unclean, to to warn people to get away lest they contract leprosy as well. However, if you can imagine this very often, the stench from their rotting flesh would lead the way and it would not be necessary to yell out unclean because it was, it was obvious. Uh, in that day and age, there was no cure for leprosy. But this time, this time, these 10 lepers are out walking and rather than yelling unclean, unclean, they, say, they see Jesus and they know something about who this man Jesus is. And so they yell to him, rightly so, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. This must be our heart condition before Jesus this morning as well. Jesus, you are Lord. I need you. I need your grace. I need your mercy. We need you in our lives. And then we see Jesus take center stage here in the story. The Bible gives us an interesting tidbit here. Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. This is his last trip to Jerusalem. Why? Because Jesus knows full well that he is headed to Jerusalem to be crucified for the sins of the world. And yet, his focus is not on his impending suffering. His focus is on these 10 lepers and their suffering instead. The Bible says specifically that Jesus saw them. So often, compassion begins with seeing someone in need, and Jesus saw them. We have many stories of Jesus healing lepers in the Bible. There is another one in Luke chapter 5, verse 13. And here it says that Jesus, in fact, touched the untouchable touched the contagious when he healed those lepers of their disease. Reminds us that Jesus cares about the least, and he cares about the lost. He cares about you and me. And he makes what would seem, I'm sure, to them and to us a very strange statement. He, the first words out of his mouth are, go and show yourself to the priest. So the priests of that day essentially served as the public health official. And if you had indeed been healed of leprosy, you had to go to the priest first. There was a process involved before the priest would then declare you clean physically and ceremonially. And only at that point could you then re-enter society and go home, see your family, reconnect to your world. And so Jesus here commands these lepers to do what a healed leper would do. Jesus speaks as if the solution is in the bag, as if it's already even happened. But you can see it hasn't happened quite yet. Jesus calls the lepers to faith. Jesus calls the lepers to trust him. They're not healed yet. And so Jesus gives this command to to test and to even grow uh, their faith when he says this curious statement, go show yourself to the priest. You can imagine if you are one of these 10 lepers, Jesus says, go show yourself to the priest. And they go, what do you mean? I'm a a leper. I can imagine the crosstalk between them. Is he crazy? I'm not doing that. I'm not going to go over there and make a fool of myself and get, get harassed for going all the way over there. But the Bible says that all 10, it doesn't go into detail, at least not here, as to exactly what their faith was or how much faith they had, but they trusted Jesus enough to say, if Jesus says it, then I'm going to go do it. And they start walking to go see the priest. Maybe 
this is where you find yourself today. Or maybe someone that you know and love, this is where they find themselves right now. I'm waiting. I'm struggling. I'm hurting. I'm grieving. I'm guilty. I'm I'm ashamed. I need Jesus, but I feel like he hasn't come through yet. And, And the Bible here says, keep trusting the one who never breaks his promise. Don't wait, says the Bible here, until your problems are over to start walking in faith. Do not wait until your problems or what you perceive to be problems are somehow magically fixed to begin to trust today in Jesus. See, you cannot say to God, God, I will begin to trust you once you give me enough money or or once the problems in my family are resolved, then I'll go. Or once I stop feeling depressed or anxious, then I will obey. Then I will trust. Then I will come to church, whatever it might be. No, 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 no. Jesus says, trust me first. And here's why. Because if you are a believer in Jesus Christ this morning, you have a multitude of promises that God has given. But here's at least two of them. God promises to answer all of your needs according to his riches in glory. And not only that, God promises that if you are in Christ, that he is working all things for your good. And if you are not in Christ this morning, then the promise to you, Jesus says in so many ways, Come, the, the promise is available to you. Come to me in faith and experience the fullness of satisfaction and hope and eternal life in me. Come to me. And what do we see happen? Jesus is all powerful and Jesus heals 10 out of 10 lepers. You can imagine the scene again. You're one of these 10 lepers and you're walking and you're doubting and you're struggling, but you're trusting and scars and sores begin to heal. Where there was no sensation, you begin to feel again. Where there maybe was pain, you no longer have pain. Where fingers and toes were gone, they begin to reappear. What a moment as Jesus does what only Jesus can do. Jesus heals all 10. But number two, only one came back to say thank you. In verses 15 through 18, only one of the 10 comes back to say thank you. And one of the profound applications to us as followers of Christ this morning is let's be the one. Let's be the one. Even if the other nine say nothing of thanks to God for all that God has done, let's be the one that comes back and says, Jesus, thank you for all that you have done in my life. Jesus says, did I not heal 10? Where are the other nine? Nine lepers never say thank you. Are you grateful or are you ungrateful this morning is a question that Scripture offers us this morning. I think it's fair to say that never in the history of the world have people had so much and been less grateful to God. Here, now, our world, our culture Romans 1 tells us a little bit how to diagnose culture, and Romans 1 says a lot of things, but one of the things that it says is a symptom of a broken culture is this. Listen to Romans 1.21. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. You ever thought about that? 
When's a culture gone awry? When they stop saying thank you to God. Have you been healed this morning? Have you been healed of your sin problem, the greatest problem that any human being can have? Have you been healed this morning of your sin problem? Give God praise. Have you been healed of a circumstantial problem of one or another? Give God the praise. Let's give him all of the praise, not just this morning, but every single day. Notice what this one leper who has now been healed does. That He falls down on his face, which is an action which is not unclear. He is treating Jesus as king as he falls down on his face. The Bible says he was loud, he was public, and he wanted everyone to know that his thankfulness was specifically to Jesus for healing him. Let's go Greek for a second. Here's a fun Greek word. The Greek word for loud here is phonus. Megalus, from which we get our English word, megaphone. Let your life be a megaphone of praise to God in a world that doesn't show gratefulness to anybody, let alone to God Almighty. Be a phonus megalus in our culture, especially the week of Thanksgiving. He praised God and he thanked Jesus for healing him. You notice he does both. He doesn't even know yet that they are actually one and the same. He has no idea the beauty of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So he gives God praise and he thanks Jesus. But what you know is he is specific. There's a lesson for us this morning in our culture. We do a lot of just this generic, bland thankfulness, okay? He doesn't thank himself. He doesn't thank Mother Nature, doesn't thank the man upstairs, doesn't give this just sort of generic, I'm so thankful. Thankful to what? To whom? God is a person and he gives God and Jesus specific thankfulness. Are you afraid to thank God? Are you afraid to thank Jesus, to thank the Holy Spirit in public? Don't be. Praise the one who has done for you what you could not do for yourself. And we see that we can have thankfulness while we are still in pain. We can have thankfulness while we are still as yet unhealed, whatever that might mean in your life. Will you be thankful even when you haven't seen the results that you are looking for just yet? Because here's what Satan would would love for you to do in those moments when you find yourself in the in-between. He would love for you to to go to the, the false and functional savior of bitterness, of complaining, or even of entitlement. I deserve better. Do not follow Satan down that road. Give God the praise, even in the middle of the storm. The prescription that the Apostle Paul gives us in Philippians 4, 6 is this. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with what? Thanksgiving. Let your requests requests be made known to God. We can do this daily. That, That might mean you have a prayer journal in your Seeing Jesus Together book, maybe. And not only are you writing down prayer requests for you or your family or other people, you go back and you mark them. Check when you see God answer a prayer request. Maybe it means just spending time with him every day and in his word and in prayer. Maybe it means having discussions with, with your family daily. What are you thankful to God for today? What can we praise and thank God for? Maybe it means singing, literal singing, praise and worship throughout the week and just developing a spirit and an attitude of thankfulness towards God on the daily. 
Colossians 3, we know it well, says this, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Third and finally, just a question for us to consider, have you been spiritually healed? We see this here at the, at the end in verse 19. If we look, there are three times that the Bible uses some form of word that, that means healing. Okay, but again, we're going to go Greek for just a second. In verse 15, the first time it says that, that the lepers were healed in Greek, it's the Greek word hayata. It's a purely medical term. They were healed of their leprosy. Then in verse 17, it says it again, but it says the word cleansed. And in Greek, this is the word kataridzo. It means, again, clinically that your impurities have been removed. The other nine were clearly physically healed along with this other man, the Samaritan. But this one man gave his heart to Jesus. In verse 19, Jesus says here at the very end, rise and go, your faith has made you well. And the word well here is a completely different word in Greek. It's the Greek word sozo, S-O-Z-O, sozo. And the Greek word sozo means saved, saved. It's the same word that when Matthew gives us the Christmas story in Matthew chapter one, he says this, she, meaning Mary, she will bear a son, guess who? And you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save, he will sozo his people from their sins. Saved. Saved from what? Saved from our sins. Made well from what? made well from an eternity because of our sin and our guilt that we deserve hell. We have been saved and can experience forgiveness of sins, new life that begins the moment we accept Jesus and is a promise of eternity with him with no exceptions. Sozo. Romans 10.9 says this, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be sozo, saved. That is the promise this morning. Will you put your faith in Jesus this morning to save you from the thing that you need healed from the most? Not any circumstance, not any illness or disease, save from your sins for all eternity. And if you are a believer this morning, rejoice, give praise, give thanks that Jesus has done for you what you could not and would not do yourself. So this morning... Let's take a few minutes and give him praise. I, it can be weird. Oh, man, I got to hold the mic, okay? I have good news for you. McCartney has a wireless mic. He will come to you. You don't even have to come up here. The mic will come to you. If you don't want to wear the silly glasses, that's fine. You can stand or you can remain seated, but let's just give God praise this morning. Uh, three rules to the game here. One, tell us your name first, just, just to make triple check sure that we know who you are. Okay? Two, uh, make it all about Jesus. Lift high his name. And, and number three, leave time so that other people can share as well. Fair enough? Well, let's praise God this morning. Let's share testimonies, words of praise and thankfulness for what God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit has done and is doing in our lives. Our city kids are going to stumble back in here in the next couple minutes so they can join with us, not only to hear their parents and their friends and family praise God, but also that they can participate if they want. Toddler Town is going to stay over there. Um, but let's close in prayer and let's praise God.